0: On this week's episode of Tiger Turf Talk, we host Mr. Brian Laurent, CEO of Superintendent Network. It is an awesome organization that focuses on creating content surrounded by superintendents across the nation. Uh, Brian tours the country talking to different superintendents uh, their work, what they've done different special events like the recent uh, championship occurring in Dublin, Ohio right now Um, and it was just awesome to see how passionate about everything that he's doing he is and to see how incredible his work is showing his passion and showing all the different things that we as individuals should see the stories that these superintendents are going through, what they learned through their experiences, how they got to this point in their career, and really just see the overall love for what golf course superintendents are and everything that they live for each and every day. Brian talks about his background in communications and how he found a love uh, for what his father did as a golf course superintendent and being able to create this new and innovative uh, network that... Uh, that is just an awesome way to see how everything's going on in this industry. Uh, We really can't thank Brian enough for taking the time. Definitely be sure to check out everything he has going on. It is just an awesome uh, website with such incredible information. His videos are incredible. Um, The work itself on top of the content is just unparalleled to anything in this industry. So definitely be sure to go check out the Superintendent Network. Uh, We hope you enjoy this episode of Tiger Turf Talk. Good afternoon and welcome to the 80th episode of Tiger Turf Talk. I'm your host, Drew Miller. Today we have on an incredible guest. We have Mr. Brian Laurent, the CEO of Superintendent Network. How are you doing this afternoon, sir?
1: I'm great, Drew. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Uh, Thanks for coming on. Uh, I love the work you're doing. Uh, I've seen it for a while, but I didn't really dive into it until uh, Matt Gourlay. We we talked about you on his podcast, actually. Um, And just everything you're doing is incredible when it comes to diving into what the industry truly is and letting people be aware of what's going on. So what sort of brought you to this point with Superintendent Network and creating your own company and doing this work that's so unique for what our industry truly is? Uh, how much time do you have, Drew? I've it- got all the time in the world. <laughs> like we've talked about, we're stuck in this room for a while. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so my background, my father is a golf course superintendent. Uh, I grew up around the industry. Uh, I grew up watching him go to conferences, you know, different events, um, and spending a lot of time with his Peers and I just, you know, got to understand how, how important um, the people were in, in his career and, and helping him get to, to where he was and helping him uh, exceed in his role. Um, and so as I was kind of bouncing around and, and figuring out what I wanted to do when I grew up, um, you know, I took on a bunch of different roles, kind of fell into association management um, and and that has sort of evolved into what it, what it is now. So I started uh, managing our state's turfgrass association here um, about ten years ago, and started using video as as a way to communicate to members. Um, and it just was extremely well received. Um, you know, started off just doing videos, giving updates on what the weather is going to be like for the next. Week or two, and what you should think about applying, and when, and what's going on, and it just sort of evolved, um, and and I just sort of uh, enjoyed being behind a camera. Um, moved on from from the state association, and I still manage um, basically three of our GCSWA chapters here in Ohio, and then also do the superintendent of the network and some other custom stuff. But yeah, so. When I left the state association, I was trying to figure out what to do and, um, you know, knew that I enjoyed highlighting the people in this industry and and so created the Ohio Superintendent Network. Now, the man, the chapters that I manage here in Ohio are emerging. And so we were going to, you know, that would essentially be competition between the Ohio Superintendent Network and the chapters that I manage, uh, competition for sponsor dollars and all that. So something I had to give and I decided to drop the Ohio and just make it the superintendent network and start traveling around the country and, and kind of diving a little deeper into, um, stories about the people in this industry. So that's, uh, that's a short story long there for you of kind of how it, uh, how this all came to be. And I'm just, you know, extremely fortunate. And, and like I said, the beginning, Drew, it's, you know, it really is a people business, um, you know, just happen to go grass, maintain surfaces, um, but, but, but the relationships and this week I'm, you know, it's the Memorial here in Dublin, Ohio at Mirfield village. And nowhere is it more evident than having volunteers from all around the country come in and lend a helping hand um, when you've got the best players in the world and the brightest stage. Um, you know, all these people coming out of the woodwork to, to lend a hand and, you know, sacrificing sleep and time with their families and time with their own facilities, um, you know, all to chip in and pitch in and make sure it's dialed in and ready to go. So it's, um, that's what it's about. It's about people. Superintendent Network's about people and um, just having fun traveling around the country with a camera and a drone and telling stories.
0: Awesome. I love to hear it. I love I, that's why I continued this, you know, uh, we created this podcast in COVID and it was a way to keep my kids engaged, being stuck in a room <laughs> and not being able to do any of the stuff we normally teach. And yeah. I just, I love hearing the stories and everything that go along with everybody's jobs, what they're into, what they're doing. Uh, and that's so cool that you're able to go around and do all of that. Um, now again, like we've, sort of talked about there are different ways to get people's information out you know uh on your website you have different things like little blurbs things like that what is it about the camera and uh the idea of getting out and seeing it firsthand uh what was sort of that decision like bringing that to like okay this is where the superintendent network's gonna head uh because we try our best to do social media stuff i actually just spent a lot of money on a nikon uh z6 Mm -hmm. money yeah didn't know it cost that much but hobbies can get pricey (laughs) Uh for sure so what was it that brought you sort of that idea again it's incredible to watch and just hear all the stories and the editing that you do and everything that goes into those videos what was it that brought you to this is what i'm really passionate about
1: That's, that's a great question um quite frankly i think um i think Golf and sports turf, turf in general, is it's, it's a visual industry, right? I think when you talk to people and, and you ask them what they enjoy about it, they enjoy the ability for in, to, to have that instant gratification, right? They enjoy that ability to look back when they wrap up their task and say, I, you know, I did that. And so it's a visual industry by nature and, and being able to go around and take a story from a piece of paper, you know, which, which is what we've kind of been used to, um, and, and, and written articles and stuff like that, being able to take that and, and and show it, you know, show a story, show, you know, abandoned dunes, specific dunes, show, you know, images to go along with these stories, be able to showcase the emotion. I mean, that's just, that's something you can't get from a piece of paper, right? You can't get from a written article. You can't, you can't get the emotion. You can't get all of that. Um, So, you know, just having that, that ability to use video, use visual representation of the story um, to supplement, you know, and help tell that story. It just, it just makes sense. And quite frankly, my my analytics really, are what told me that's what I need to do. I mean, it's just, when I was running the association um, and I put out a video, I mean, it's just, it's night and day difference as far as consumption on a video, whether it's two minutes, five minutes, whatever it is, versus uh, an article, you know, the analytics just, it was just through the roof when we put a video out. So, so I just decided that's what I'm gonna focus on. I, you know, last year I was doing some articles with OSN and I just decided just, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that anymore um, you know, video is the way to go. It's time consuming and maybe, you know, it's it's tough trying to pump them out on a regular basis, but, um, it's just, it's the right move for me again, go back to it's a visual industry. And, and, and again, you know, being about the people and being about more than just what they do when they spray, why they spray that kind of stuff being about the people, you want to be able to feel the emotion. You want to be able to, uh, have some, you know, some authenticity behind it um and i think video is is just the best way to to be able to do that and tell that story.
0: Absolutely. I could agree with you more on the the authenticity part. You know, it's it's hard to, you know, even listen to something like this is put a, like a face or a, a action to what's being told, you know, in a story. Um and again, we love storytelling and all obviously on things like this, but being able to see it firsthand is something that you really don't get unless you're doing what you're doing. So Uh, It's, again, incredible to watch and be able to tell those stories. Um, Obviously, you you discussed your transition to, again, sort of the national versus Ohio. What are some of the craziest slash fun stories that you've done over your time uh, doing the sort of the nationwide one uh, and why? Craziest and fun.
1: Um, That's a great question. I really don't have a ton of crazy stories. Most of my weird stories kind of come from experiences, you know, certainly away from the golf course and just random hotels and, um, you know, some of the seedy places. It's everything comes out of my budget, right? It's my own company. So I try to travel um, as inexpensively as possible. Uh, and, and so it kind of gets me into some some funny, uh, some some. Uh, some funny situations in hotels and restaurants and stuff like that. So those are probably, um, some of the, the, the strangest, more, more unique stories, um, or experiences, you know, outside of that, um, you know, nothing really jumps out at me. Every, every place that I visit, every superintendent I visit is unique. Um, they're always a blast. I always learn something. They always have, you know, again, they're unique. They have a different story They're They found their way into the industry a different way. Um, and they've, they've all been, you know, going, going back to authentic, they've all been authentic, uh, and they've all opened up. And that's been the really cool thing is there's some great stories and guys have overcome a lot in this industry. Um, and, and, you know, having them open up to me when I'm there, some of them are a little reluctant at first, but then when you talk about some of the other places you've been like, you know, John Riley kicked it off for me and that was a complete accident. You know, I had no clue. I, I had seen turf monkey boy online and I went in there thinking it was going to be, you know, just some of his crazy annex with bandaging his past palom and all that. And we sat down and he just got emotional thinking about his journey. Um, and thinking about the people that have that have helped him along the way, and the struggles that he was, you know, that he had to overcome to get to where he is now, and you know, those those for me are just really cool. Being able to hear those stories, um, and you know, and there are a bunch of them. You know, just just put out the Michael Brewer story out at Bandon, and and you know, just the incredible journey and uh, that that family has been on uh, in their battle with Grady and, and his illness. It's just, you know. Th- it's great being able to go out and help people. And, you know, somehow I kind of became, you know, um, a voice of, I, I, I don't know if I should say it, but you know, once, once I started putting some of these out, you know, people started reaching out to me about, you know, how it's helping them kind of deal with some of their emotions and and help them better understand some of the struggles that they're going through. And, uh, you know, again, it was kind of a complete accident. Um, and, but it's all kind of falling into place exactly you know, how I kind of wanted it to. So doesn't necessarily answer your question about crazy stories or anything no, like
0: that. It does for sure.
1: But you know, it all just, it, it, you know, like I said, every visit is different. Every person is unique. Um, and and I, you know, I've got a great memory for every visit that I've been.
0: That's probably the best part about all of it is the, the, their own story and being able to see how not maybe contrast, but like how, how it is theirs, you know, how they can own it, you know? Yeah. Um with the stores you've done recently, you were discussing Dublin, uh, major championship. What, and I'm sure you're working on the video and everything right now. Um, yeah, that's literally
1: what I was working on when oh, I told you, hey, exactly. can we push this back? A yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, what is sort of your process when it comes to, okay, you've picked a, a subject, you've picked a group, um, what are you looking for specifically when you're videoing? Uh, that's probably not the right word for it. Recording. I should probably sure. learn that since I have an expensive camera now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking for? What are sort of the objectives when you're on the course? Things like that uh, in order to really capture the whole story, you know?
1: That's a great question. Um, some of it, quite honestly, is on a whim. Um, you know, some of it will just be that's a cool shot. Um, I, you know, this this project has been uh quite honestly a pretty challenging one for me. I you know I started I started the project thinking, okay, I'm gonna give people an inside look at the memorial tournament, right? It's gonna be behind the scenes, showing the guys, doing what they do and all that. And I honestly I got caught up in doing the all right, Chad, Thomas, you know, Nathan, whoever, what are you guys doing? You know, and then it took probably two or three days of shooting for me to think about, wait a minute, this is not what I'm, this is not why, you know, the superintendent network has, has gained a little bit of traction. It's gained traction because I'm telling stories of the people. So I kind of had to flip it and start looking at those stories and trying to identify what is, what's that going to be? So some of them, like I said, some of them just kind of happened by accident. Um, You know, now I'm kind of looking at the schedule and, Um, you know, yesterday I used kind of anticipation as the theme. So, so I try to identify two or three of the assistant superintendents, um, that, you know, don't necessarily get the recognition, you know, Chad deservedly. So has worked his way up and he's director of grounds and he gets a lot of the media requests and all that. But, um, you know, these guys work their butts off and I want to make sure we highlight them. So I just had been going to them and, you know, like I said, yesterday was anticipation. Hey guys, what are you feeling one day away from the tournament? What do you, you know, what do you, what are you thinking about? Um, and so there's some strategy in some of those days today, you know, it's, you know, basically lights, camera action. So, Hey guys, what are the, what are the first day jitters for you? Like, you know, it counts today. You're on TV. Um, what's that feel like? Um, so there's, there's some of that. Um, and then a lot of them, a lot of other ones, again, they just kind of happen by accident. Like I mentioned, uh, John Riley down in Longbow, just, just pure luck, you know, again, he kind of opened up about his path, um, and it evolved into a great story. Um, and you know, and it, I went out to, I was, when I was in Oregon, um, I went to Eugene and, uh, met with, um, uh, Will Benson out there. And, you know, I thought the whole story for, for him was going to be his organic program. You know, he uses, pretty much zero synthetics close to zero synthetics the story there that's not what it was at all it was a crew of young high school kids that have just come in and completely revitalized the culture at their golf course um so so again some of these things are accidents and, and you go somewhere and you have one thing in mind and you show up and you see something completely different and so you just run with that um so wow. that's you know that's kind of the process you know I, I, again, whether I have something planned or not, you know, the story usually just kind of tells itself. Um, it shows itself. Um, and then outside of that, I just kind of go around and try and get pretty pictures that I can use as B-roll. So that's, that's how it works. That's the secret
0: yeah for sure the b-roll cry, the hard part right you're just flying around with a drone well i think this works yep okay good. yeah <laughs>
1: that's it and you never know until you get home and start looking at all of it right exactly. i mean it can look it can look great on your phone or whatever you whatever device you're looking at but so you get it and, and look at it on a computer you never quite know what you have
0: yeah for sure for sure um with that obviously when you're on site doing things how does that sort of transition to where you're at now in the editing room um sort of like correlating how much do you actually record and how much you actually use um my my brother is a big photographer and he did a uh uh video for the virtual stma like i was a presenter and we did a thing and we shot probably like seven days worth of stuff that were like two hours a piece and the whole whole thing was only an hour so um what's that process sort of like for you and well, I, sort of, again, going b- back to the decision-making process, what is it that you sort of draw out of the the full uh, body of your work to create, again, such incredible things to watch and understand and learn from for superintendents, uh, students, teachers like me all across the country? There's really no
1: science to it. Um, you know, I, I'll go out and, you know, I did a project uh, for the U.S. Open that that's going to be coming out here in, in a little bit, and spent three days shooting video. I've got a ton of B-roll. I've got all sorts of stuff. Um, it probably took me a week to put a ten-minute video together. Um, and so you know, it's basically sitting here and listening to every single piece of content that you have. You know, as you're as as I'm recording. I'm trying to take mental notes of, all right, that was great that, you know, we can use that, we can use that and weave the story, but, you know, really it just kind of, it, comes down to coming in, listen, you know, listening to all of the footage, uh, listening to all of the interviews, what fits well together, how does the story kind of, how do you tell the story? Um, You know, what's the story structure? That's actually something I've had to, had to teach myself quite a bit this year um, I, I did a lot of reading about story structure and all that kind of stuff over, over the winter to try and, um, you know, learn how to tell better stories. And so, so that's it. I mean, you know, it's coming back and just, and, and just sitting here and listening to everything. And, you know, like today, you know, I was out at, uh, four 30 in the morning shooting B-roll shot a couple interviews. I've got, you know, uh, I came home at nine 30, 10 o'clock, took a nap.
0: Um, <laughs> trying to catch Well, well up deserved. Asleep. Well deserved.
1: Oh man, I don't know how the guys out there are doing it, but
0: uh, yeah, for uh, sure. But
1: yeah, no. So then you know, it's just coming in, and all right, that looks great. That looks great. You know, and then and then pulling out the pieces that make a great story. You know, like I said, there's no science to it, and everyone confuses me for a videographer, and I just tell everyone it's like, no, I just I have a camera and a computer, and and I can just kind of I like to play around and tinker with things, so. Um, so yeah, it just like kind of all comes together. And like I said, the story typically identifies itself. Um, and you know, I'll find, find one key component and then try and build upon that component as much as I can.
0: For sure. Um, with, again, with, as someone who, again, I've been an admirer of watching the videos, getting into the different things you've done. Um, there really is no ceiling to what you could do. You know what I mean? Uh, The opportunities are endless with the amount of people that are in this industry and the different stories that are out there. What is sort of your hope moving forward with the superintendent network? Where do you hope to go? Uh, Maybe it's growing as uh, a company and like adding people, having certain people, different places and whatnot. But what is it that you want to accomplish with your with the superintendent that we're moving forward uh, for the future to come?
1: Uh, Number one is just to make sure it's sustainable, right? I mean, um, you know, make sure that I can continue doing it and make sure we continue to have um, some support because it's, it's, uh, it's not cheap to travel. I can tell you that right now it is not cheap to travel. Um, So yeah, just, you know, making sure that, um, that I just can continue to tell compelling stories that there continues to be interest from, from the community. Um, I would love for it to grow. I would love for there to be contributors. I'm um, actually kind of in, in some talks with a few folks right now um, to to look at um, some options there. Um, but to be quite honest with you, Drew, and it it's probably sounds bad for me, I really haven't had time to think about the future. Like it's it's no joke, it's been a whirlwind. And, you know, between work and, you know, my my business is my association management, superintendent networking, custom projects. I do a bunch of custom projects on the side as well. Plus I have four kids. So it's like, you know, trying to juggle everything. I just, I I have not had the opportunity to think as strategically as I would like to. Um, So, so for now it's, um, you know, just kind of take on as much as I can and um, you know, just again, just try to continue making content that, that people enjoy.
0: Absolutely. Um, you were talking about the um, sort of the cost and everything. Obviously that comes sure. with different like uh, sponsors and whatnot. Uh, that side of things. Sorry, my dog just hit me. Um, <laughs> uh, on that side of things, how has it been? Uh, obviously your association work probably helped you prepare for things like that, but uh, I noticed Toro and different companies and everything. How has it been for you sort of creating these relationships not in the superintendent side of things, but in sort of the not, and I don't know if corporates or right, just others that are interested in providing help to get those stories out. How has it been developing relationships, creating more opportunities for that? Uh, and what has it been like for you to work with companies like Toro uh, to get these stories out and have more opportunities to see more? If that's the right question. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, the question
1: makes a ton of sense. Um, you know, I, I've been pretty lucky um, in that, you know, again, going back to relationships and how important these relationships are, um, I've, I've had some pretty strong relationships on, on, on that corporate side of it, you know, more of the marketing side of it. Uh, and those have certainly helped, um, you know, I've had a, a, several people that have really helped me line up some partners. I mean, Pat Jones has been extremely supportive, and um, kind of helping me, find some projects and has, and has been involved with a couple of the projects that I've done, um, you know, Chad Mark out at Mirfield and just kind of that whole gang, that whole family of superintendents that there um, I've been involved with them forever. And a lot of their sponsors have, have been accustomed to seeing me out at the Memorial and other places when they come in and, uh, and they do their thing at some of these events. So I've been able to establish some of those relationships, like you mentioned, Toro, um, BASF, Barenburg, um you know those are those are kind of the primary ones right now um and and you know again those are kind of relationships that that have been established over the years and yeah it is it's still tough um I'm still new superintendent network is only what are we in June it's only six months old
0: it's it's very Um, young very young and it's very very impressive to get those names you know for six uh,
1: months yeah and it's and it's been
0: awesome I mean they've been
1: they've just been fantastic to work with. Um, you know, this week Toro, I mean, they've just kind of said, look, we, we trust your judgment. Um, we see what you're doing. We want to support you and we want to support what you're doing, you know, use your judgment, you know, and, and, and just do your thing. And so they've, you know, they've just kind of let me go out, be creative, um, and, and go tell a story. You know, that's, And that's my thing. Whenever I'm talking to, to some of these, these companies, it's, 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 um, you know, again, the relationships, all that kind of stuff's been helpful. There, there has been a challenge in that, you know, a lot of companies are so used to marketing in a certain way and, you know, this is our product and it's the best and it's new and blah, blah, blah. Whereas marketing now I'm seeing it shifting to aligning their company more so with a with a brand, with a story, because quite frankly, superintendents are, I mean, everyone's smart, right? I mean, what do you do? You're watching something that you DVR, you, you, you fast forward it, right? So when someone knows an ad's coming, they skip through it. And so that's what I'm trying to, you know, trying to communicate is, look, here's an alternative. I can help tell your story. I can help align your brand with, you know, with this great story, with while I'm going out and about and meeting all of these people, you know, I can almost be an extension of your team and 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 represent you when I'm out in the field. So so it's been it's been um, a little challenging trying to break the mindset of having to say this is our shiny new object and and kind of moving towards aligning with this brand uh, aligning with a community is, is quite frankly what it is. I don't know. Does that,
0: does that make sense? You yeah. I 100%. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and I, it's funny cause you think about, again, you're saying like this new shiny thing and all these different products that are coming out and whatnot. And that's really what it, a lot of people are like, this is what we need to do to get our, our stuff out, you know? And what you're saying is, is taking that shiny thing and putting a spotlight on it through someone else's eyes that, is going to advocate for their product and do all of these things. And I again I I think with, with what you're saying with Toro specifically, we have a good relationship with uh boy Montgomery and those guys. Yeah. Um the the overall consensus when it comes to Toro and again we have some John Deere stuff and it's great, but like Toro like they're they're Line is count on it, you know, like it, it's something that will last forever, and you're aware of that. And you can always rely on someone to come and help when we need them. And the, their brand sort of speaks for themselves through the people like you are meeting and talking about. And I think it's awesome to hear, like, that's hey, why don't we just use this instead of big. Add at the front of everything. Obviously, uh, you have the beginning, like sort of sequence, and it will pop up. But like that's not that's not something they're going to skip, you know. So yeah, um, yeah you
1: try but, and then you got to mix it up too, right? Yeah, you can't, just, exactly. You know, if they know it's coming in the first ten seconds, they're going to skip the the eleventh second, right? Yeah. So yeah, mix it up. but 100%. try and try definitely try and weave it into the story and 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 you know again, just extremely grateful for for all of the partnerships. Um, and I probably didn't mention a few of them, and, and you know, shame on me. But
0: yeah, I'll, I'll see honestly. if I can find a picture on the website and make sure that it's in the <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, no, some, some for this the podcast, problem. guys. Okay, we appreciate each and every one of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, obviously, again, the videos. Uh, I saw a couple different things, like the mowing goes on your website. Uh, is there any other content that you're sort of intrigued by? Um, one of the main things that we got the camera for was to sort of improve upon what we have for our social media. Um, something that I've always talked about with my kids is advocating for us ourselves on our Twitter, on our uh, dare I say it, TikTok, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bringing awareness to our program does so many incredible things and provides so many new opportunities. So, um, what are maybe some of the different areas that you sort of want to dive into? That's uh, maybe lends to the videos in a way. Um, and I'm not saying get on TikTok or anything, but like things that can sort of coincide what you're trying to push out with your uh, videos and everything that you put out on the website. Um. So, like, what what's my
1: my what kind of stories am I looking to tell through?
0: We, yeah, we could do that. I was just saying if there's a different way, uh, avenue of like, um, content, like maybe like a TikTok or like a, a storyline yeah. on social media that leads yeah. to your stories that you're trying to do. But I was going to ask that later too. What kind of stories are you looking forward to in um, the future? But
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, um, so I guess if I'm understanding, you
0: say no, I love what I'm doing, you know, and we can just go to the, the,
1: no, I mean, I do, I do love what I'm doing. The problem is there's so much out there, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there are so many new tools and there's something new coming out every day. Um, and and annoying. One, it's, it's nuts. Like it's nuts. <laughs> some people are really good at it and I'm getting too old that it's like, it's really hard to adapt to some of these. And, you know, now I've got to go to my kids and say, Hey, how do I do this thing? It's nuts. So, you know, I, I have, um, I have really, I've dabbled in a lot of them. Um, I've, I've used a lot of the different platforms, um, where, where I'm starting to, I'm starting to understand that you can't be everything to everyone right there. And all these platforms are different. And, and in order to maximize, uh, your reach and, and your efficiency or effectiveness and, and communicating with these tools, it takes a lot of time and energy, right? I mean, you, you, each one of them, it's like, you know, Instagram, you can't, you can't include a link on it. So, all right. So how do I tell a story and how do I just direct traffic through Instagram when I can't put a link in there? I put the link in my bio, but, you know, so there's just all, you know, every single thing and i remember i used to use like like hubspot or hootsuite or something to just create one message and send it to all of them but that it doesn't work because you've got to do something different and communicate differently through all of them so so i've really just tried to focus in on twitter um i think that's where the majority of the turf community is is on twitter um and so um so that's really kind of my avenue and and the way that i try to direct traffic then to to the site for full stories yeah. um and i and i just i just pulled the trigger on you know the the paid um account for twitter so now i can tell i can post videos up to 10 minutes on there so that's that's right. been great this week
0: very nice
1: um, so you know again there are just so many different platforms uh and so many cool things you could do with each platform at this at this moment uh, I don't have the time. I don't have the resources necessarily to hire someone else to figure it out for me. Um, so how old, I'm are, focused your on this.
0: How old are your kids?
1: I've got 13, 11, 10 and eight.
0: That was a 13 year old. He's hired for any social media.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I I'm working on, trust me. I got him like a camera and I've already got him queued nice. up this summer. You know, Hey, you want to wake up at four o'clock
0: with me? Yeah, let's do it. Of course. <laughs>
1: i think he's gonna end up sleeping in like
0: dad Uh, this is my time to sleep in (laughs) yeah so i don't know i don't know if that answers your question or not definitely did and i could agree with you more on the fact the turf industry is on twitter um like so the reason that we're so diverse in our social media is because of the the areas in which we can like put stuff out so like Twitter is the industry itself. We want people to sort of see what our kids are up to, what they're learning opportunities. We have like 35 kids on different golf courses in Northern Virginia this summer doing internships, stuff like that. And then we have Instagram for like all of our students. Cause that's where they get everything. They're like, Oh, I'm on Instagram. Why don't you post things on this? I'm like, I can't keep up with all this. Okay. <laughs> we have like five kids that are in charge of one in charge of each social media. And then we started TikTok during COVID because we did a, uh, uh, I did a home lawn renovation where like the kids prescribed what I did, and I do short videos and whatnot, and yeah. that's led to more with other stupid stuff. But the kids enjoy it, and. I'm just trying to make sure stuff gets out. And then Facebook is for parents because the parents are on Facebook and it's like, OK, we've covered all of our bases. Everybody gets to see everything. We're trying our best to make sure everybody gets a little bit of everything. So yeah. I yeah. couldn't agree with you more on the the different sort of factions of where people are at. Um yeah. Now to the other question that I sort of asked, um, what are some of the different stories that you're looking forward to in the future? Maybe some that you already have, uh, maybe some that you are really intrigued by getting the opportunity to go out to maybe like a pebble beach or uh, I don't know, somewhere crazy um, uh, lucrative and having a good time seeing the sort different aspect of what can be in sort of those superintendent roles and, Maybe some places that have multiple courses. I don't know. I'm blabbering, yeah. so I'm gonna stop. <laughs> no, no, no. No, trust me. Hey, that's all I've done is ramble so far. No, crazy. that's the point hey, though. I'm not supposed <laughs> to ramble. You are. <laughs>
1: um, so I if I if I turn the camera around on my computer here, I've got I've got something written on my whiteboard. Um, and I and I and I always try and use that whenever I put something together and it says, is it epic? is it epic? And so epic stands for is it educational? Um, is it promoting the industry? Uh, is it inspiring? And is it connecting people? So so anytime that I go out there um, or anytime I'm thinking about putting some onla- something online and, and I don't always follow it, you know, sometimes it is just uh, I did this. I love today.
0: it, though. That's awesome.
1: So I try to keep that in my head uh, whenever I'm putting something together. Um, um, but as far as like stories and stuff that I'm really looking forward to. I mean, I've got I've got a whirlwind summer. You know, I'm wrapping up the memorial here, which has just been phenomenal. Um, I'm home for another week, and then I travel for two weeks. I'm going back out um, to Brookline and the team at the Country Club for the U.S. Open, and then I'm driving down from there to um, Saucon Valley for the Senior Open. Uh, got to try and get a, a stop at um, uh, Wilmington Country Club. Uh, trying to get out there. Um, for b- before the BMW that they're having, and 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 a bunch of other places, and I've got a ton of content in the hopper, um, and, I, and I know I you know sometimes can get a bad reputation that I go to you know I only go to these top clubs, and it's you know it, it's kind of what's coming out right now, but you know I've got a bunch of great stuff from from clubs at all levels. It just so happens you know a lot of a lot of the relationships mm, I've
0: onto each other, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean it is what it is, but. Um, But no, I mean, I do those. I'm excited for those. Um, One of the main reasons I'm excited for those is um, because it's, it's, uh, it's connected to my upbringing. Um, So Saucon Valley, uh, Saucon Valley in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania is where my dad grew uh, where my dad was superintendent, where I grew up. Um, And so, so the team over there has been kind enough to allow me to come in and I'm going to kind of follow the relationship between uh, the new uh, director, Jim Roney, and USJA agronomist Zach Nicolutas, so I'm gonna kind of document the relationship between those two teams, how they work together, how decisions are made, that kind of stuff. Um, so that's just gonna be a fun story to tell. On top of the fact that it's where I grew up, um, in Wilmington Country Club, um, it, it was my dad's first job out of college. He was that was his first assistant's job out of college. I haven't been back there since I was a little kid, so I can't wait to go there. Um, and then I'm gonna do. Um, uh, Baron Brug uh, has a partnership with us um, where we have a network icons piece and Pat Jones does some interviews and um, I'm gonna have him interview my dad so I think that's gonna be pretty neat to to have my dad in the spotlight he he hates it so I'm gonna make him really uncomfortable and hope Pat kind of asks that's all the uh, a
0: good thing but a bad thing you like don't be mad. That's right. It's going to be great, but it feels really good that you have to feel this way right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to also tell him, you know, he, he can't forget that I have the, the final say in the editing of, of the story that goes out. So if he tries to embarrass me on camera, <laughs> it's not going to
0: happen. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, with that, you know, obviously your dad played a big role in sort of what you're doing now. Um, what was that sort of like, uh, the only other person that I know is Matt Gorley, who had a father who was on a golf course before you sort of entered sort of this space. Yeah. How did that sort of impact what you're doing now and how has your dad's relationship sort of brought you to this point of trying to, again, show what he did with his life and show what others like him are doing, uh, like you said, all across this country. Um, you know, the, the cool
1: thing for me is, um, I was able to see his, um, evolution firsthand. Um, and my mom was well. both extremely successful people. Mom was a principal, you know, so I was able to see her work her way up from being a reading specialist and kindergarten teacher and first grade and all the way up into administration and get her master's and all that and work her way up to administration. It was, um, a great lesson for me to see, to witness firsthand, um, and the value of hard work and the places you can go. Um, and similarly with my dad, you know, when I was, um, uh, when my brother and I were, were little, my dad had his own drywall company. Um, and so when I was four years old, he decided he just had enough. He missed golf. He he grew up on the golf course. He was a great player, um, grew up working on the inside and out. Um, and just decided he, you know, golf was going to be his thing. He wanted to go back and give it a, a try. So he enrolled at the Penn State's two year program. Um, and so, so he was gone, you know, he was at Penn State, um, doing classes, you know, doing whatever, kind of away from the family. We'd go over there and trick or treat in the dorm rooms at Penn State. It was like the coolest thing ever, you know, that had to be awesome to union, playing Pac-Man or whatever in the student awesome. union. It was It was so cool. And so for me, it's just special being in this industry, you know, again, because um, it's been so good to me. Um, It's provided me with opportunities that I am forever grateful for. Um, It's taken me to some incredible places. Um, My family went on vacation during GIS uh, about every year growing up. Um, And so just the industry as a whole means a lot to me. And you know, another misconception, you know, people think that, that I'm a superintendent or have a superintendent background. I don't, I, I, I got a communication degree um, and, you know, still trying to figure out I'm 42 years old, I think now, still trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. So, um, but no, I mean, just, you know, his, um, both of my parents' influence um, ha- just means the world to me, you know, and specifically, you know, like he asked my dad, um, you know, the industry is just phenomenal. I love the game of golf. Absolutely love the game of golf. Um, love the landscapes that it's played upon. I mean, there's just nothing better than walking out in the morning or at a a sunset and, and, and just, you know, seeing the shadows and and the rolling hit terrain just kind of reveal itself. Uh, it's just, there's, there's just nothing better. Um, so I love being around that. The people are just the absolute best uh, down to earth, you know? Um, so, so there's, there's nothing better. And, and you know, again, the relationships um, I, I grew up riding my dad's coattails, like I said, tugging on his coattails during GIS. And I got to know Frank Doby and, you know, all these guys um, that I got to know uh, while walking around with my dad, I've worked with most of them now, you know, uh, Tim Morgan, I, you know, he was my dad's agronomist or the, the setup guy for, for the USGA during the championships that my dad hosted at Saucon Valley. And then come, you know, when I started some of my own stuff, Tim would come up and he would speak for me. He would write articles for me. He would do all these things, you know, Marcoons at Baltistral would come and speak for me. And, you know, all these guys that I had established the relationships with and that I had known since I was, you know, seven, eight years old uh, are all, you know, guys that, that I have a professional relationship now with. And it's, and it's neat. And dad and I have a competition when we go to GIS these days, of who knows more people. And, um, and so it's fun. So we have a great time. And um, again, you know, getting long winded there, but um, you know, that upbringing is, is everything to me and has just given me so much. And, any opportunity that I have, uh, I, I'm, I'm just so fortunate to work in this industry and be able to promote this industry and, um, you know, hopefully, you know, entertain and, and, and help, help people in this industry um, become better superintendents and better people.
0: Absolutely. That's an awesome story. Uh, it's funny you mentioned Penn State. My kids are on the drive back. We were we well, I was supposed to go, but there's a field trip. They went up to Penn State uh, from Northern Virginia. They nice. just got on the bus probably thirty minutes ago. So, uh, yeah, Doctor. Hey, you Kaminsky. got FOMO on now, sitting
1: in the basement, huh?
0: <laughs> I've been I've been uh, texting a lot of people all day, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. making sure everything went smoothly. Doctor Kaminsky actually texted me when we started, so you got a great group of kids, which I'm grateful for them. i'm glad they did well i was not nervous at all yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I, my my 13 year old just went on the eighth grade dc trip so trust me it's oh
0: like, very fun. nice i don't want to nice. get a phone call yeah, it's 20 minutes right outside uh us actually we're right outside all the right. city so um you also mentioned GIS and knowing people. And I, I went for the first time, I actually presented this year at San Diego and I'm a big, I was a sports field guy, which I still am technically. Yeah. Speaking. yeah. But uh, the, the total, like the amount of people that were there was insane in comparison. And I was, t- I forget, I was talking to somebody with uh, GCSA. They were like, yeah, we're missing like 4,000. I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh dear Lord. Yeah. (laughs) Just ridiculous. Um, But to sort of go with that, what has it been like for you to uh, be a part of the GCSAA and having those connections? Uh, How has this sort of influenced your work with the superintendent network Um, and how do you sort of see moving forward, working maybe with them in a way of sort of highlighting their members? GCSAA
1: is, Fantastic, you know. Um, like I mentioned, I help manage a couple of the chapters here locally, so you know, involved um, with with the GCSAA, GCSAA uh, heavily. Um, you know, typically do um, some of their. I, I try to attend some of the leadership meetings um, out in Lawrence uh, on an annual basis. This year, I think I had to miss for schedule conflicts, but um, they're an unbelievable organization. Um, and until you've actually been to Lawrence Kansas and, and seen what happens uh, in that office on a daily basis it's just it's just hard to appreciate everything that they do for this industry um, so you know anything I can do for the GCSWA I'm certainly all ears and, and open to help and um you know um yeah i just look forward to continuing that relationship through my work with the associations and and again anything i can do um on the superintendent network side of things you know certainly um help promote the show and and you know events that they have going on um and at the end of the day members you know i think that's that's their focus is is promoting the industry and promoting their members and um and that's my goal is is to you know connect people through stories and continue to promote um
0: the the GCSAA and their members for sure. So we sort of wrap up on these last two questions um, because I'm always curious to see what everybody's sort of viewpoint of it is. And you have such a unique one, again, being of a communications background, but having sort of the overall background with your dad, uh, with the golf course superintendents. um, And (laughs) since the superintendent network's so young, uh, it might be a little bit of a weird question, but before, what would be one thing that you sort of wish you knew going into what you're doing now? Um, maybe not to make things better or easier, but one thing that you wish you knew, uh, what would that one thing be and why? Um, maybe not one thing that I wish I knew,
1: but one thing I wish I would have been able to do is again, you know, kind of touched upon it earlier is think more strategically. Um, you know, I, I wish that I had more, I guess now that I'm talking about it, I wish I would have not, um, underestimated the amount of time that it takes to make some of these long form videos, um, because they take a lot of time. Like I said, I mean, the one that I did for the open took me a week to put together. Um, and so, you know, when I, when I, started building the network, the the idea was going to be I was going to do a long form video every week. And that's just not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So um so I I wish I would have would have um had a better understanding of just the amount of time that it was going to take to put these great stories together. Um, And I and I certainly wish I would have had a little more time just to think a little more strategically, and, and launching, and creating, and scheduling, and all that kind of stuff. That is it's not not a great answer for no, you. No, it man. is. It nah, is.
0: I I I do. I edit my podcast and they take more than an hour and i'm like it's like five things why is this taking so? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. it's like five little clips like come yeah. on man what are we doing? well
1: <laughs> and not to mention the time that it takes for you to do your research and you know try and learn a little bit about someone before you talk to them
0: and absolutely
1: you yeah, know it's sure. there's a lot of time that goes into you know just a one hour conversation or whatever it is and then yeah trying to put it all together
0: it's And and you you hope everything sort of just is fluid, you know? Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) There are are times, it's funny because there are times where you get with someone and you're just like, it's the most cut dry answer. It's like, I don't know where to go from here. Like, (laughs) Like, (laughs) uh, There are times uh, where you kind of want to be like, do you want to elaborate on that maybe just a little bit? And you're like, (laughs) that's, that's rude. You can't say that. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. That's
1: a good thing about editing, right? Is you can just you can chop it up so much that it's just seamless and no one knows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My editing isn't very seamless. I'll say that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not as professional as yours, you know. So. Uh, oh, thank you. No, for sure, for sure, The other thing I forgot to say earlier, the epic thing, you should get on a uh Superintendent Network like hoodie or something yeah. like, on the back with the logo on the front. Just putting that out there, you know. That's yeah, awesome.
1: yeah. I love well, it. I'll tell you offline a reason that I'm not doing that. But uh, anyway. Okay, we'll do it, we'll do it <laughs>
0: offline. We'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> but the the last thing uh we always ask, uh, with our kids being high school students, you know, uh and we're now, eight days from graduation, a lot of kids facing the world for the first time. What is your best words of advice for them moving forward, sort of going out into the world, whether it's going to college, starting work, uh, just sort of beginning that next chapter? What would be your best words of advice for them? Um,
1: don't be afraid to go out and, and network. I mean, I think networking is so important. Um, Whether, you know, if it's, you know, especially in our industry um, it's, it's a, it's a big, big world, but, but the turf community is extremely small, whether you're in sports turf, golf tour, golf turf, whatever you're in um, you know, everyone runs kind of in these small circles and everyone knows everyone. And when you do something wrong, people are going to know about it and they're going to know about it in a hurry. Um, So, so don't be afraid to network. Um, you know, make sure you go out and learn from as many people as possible because, you know, there's more than one way to accomplish the same task and seeing it done a bunch of different ways is, is only going to be- benefit you in, in the long run. So, um, you know, go out, network, volunteer your time for, for, for tournaments, for events, for, you know, seasons, you know, whatever it may be. Um, you know, and if it's something you're interested in, just just try and see and and soak up as much as you possibly can.
0: I could not agree with you more. Uh, I want to thank you so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having me. Drew. really uh, enjoyed the conversation.